It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Super excited you decided to join us. Before we jump into today's podcast, I'd like to give you a big I'd like to give a big shout to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the most user-friendly and easiest machine to use. Go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's not only going to help you become a better basketball coach, it's not always gonna not only going to help you think about the things that you're doing. Um but it's a, it's a great community. It's a, of like-minded coaches. And let me help you, let my 30-plus years of experience help you through the process to win more games in less time and save a lot of money along the way, to be honest with you. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Maybe for three or four years. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to be off. He should be. He's leaving the nest. 93% is in those years. So I think about me. My, parent, my, my parents are in their 80s. So that's from the point I graduated in high school in 85 until now has been 7% of the time I've spent with my parents. Is that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. I've so never enjoy heard that. that way. Yeah, and you definitely. have a good window right now. Well, how old's your daughter? Six? Six. Oh, that's a great six to, six to 11 is the magic window. I'm telling you. It's when they still love you. <laughs> and they'll pay attention. It's like six to six. Yes. There are no diapers. Mm-hmm. Six to 11. Perfect window. It is. Enjoy that window. Uh, do you have any superstitions? Oh gosh, uh, I, I run through superstitions. I don't have one that that stands the test of time. When I was in high school, uh, I had uh, uh, my I have family in North Louisiana, and I grew up going to Louisiana Tech basketball camp. Uh, both my grandparents graduated from there, and uh, I would always get a pair of shorts uh, every summer at Louisiana Tech basketball camp, and I had to wear those under my high school uniform. Um, but I go through, uh, I go through windows of, uh, when I was at Memorial high, if I played a zombie video game during the sophomore team game, prior to my freshman a game, the varsity team would win that night. And so I've had, so every game night I had to get on my phone and play a zombie video game. 
because that was my duty to the varsity. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go like uh, a certain hoodie will become lucky in tournament time. A certain polo will become lucky. Uh, so I don't have one. Oh, uh, one, one has to the test time. I have to have empty pockets when I'm on the bench coaching. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a balance or a chi thing, but at the, at the beginning of the game, like right before the ball goes up, I'm just emptying my pockets, either handing my assistance thing, saying, I need you to take this. I can't have this on me. Or I'm, I'm filling my backpack up with keys and phone. I can't have anything in my pockets when I coach a game. So here's what I tell people. So I, I believe rituals are important more than superstitions. 100%. And that's what I tell the players. Don't, you're not going to win or lose because you put your left shoe on first. But, it, you know, I get them dressed up. We're in ties. We do shoot rounds in the morning because I want them to start thinking about the game. That's part of it mm-hmm. um, because they're, te- they're teenagers. Um, my worst one was when one of my undefeated seasons, I had to have like a number five for McDonald's. And it was like 27 of them later. Yeah, like, that's, like, that's, oh. that's tough because once you start that. You can't stop. You can't, yeah. Like you don't want to be the guy that stops it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have, I don't have, tend to have a lot of them anymore. Like I'm, a, I'm always the last one on the bus. Like there's some stuff that like coaches, like mm-hmm. I have to be the last person on the bus. So I'll literally get off the bus and get back onto the bus. There's things like that. <laughs> And, and, and the things like, but, but there's some, and the, and the, and the boys will mention it to me sometimes if I don't like, you know, um, do some of them like, Oh, you got to do this. or got to do that. Um, describe your perfect player in five words. Perfect player in five words. Uh, he's coachable. He's resilient. He's the leader. Uh, he's skilled and he's smart. Okay. Uh, best basketball player you have seen in person. Best basketball player I've seen in person. Um, Derek Rose. Okay. It was uh, so the Final Four was in Houston when Derek Rose was at Memphis, and this is I'm 37, and you've got a couple years on me, um, but that dates me a little bit that I saw Derek Rose play in college, and. Uh, it was either, no, it was it was the regional tournament. It wasn't the final four. It was the regional tournament, and he got a steal at his defensive free throw line. But they were running a they were the other team was running a set where there wasn't anybody up high, so it was just daylight. And to watch him take that ball from about seventy five feet from his free from the opposite free throw line to a two hand dunk was the fastest and most athletic thing I've ever seen. It was incredible. And, and that moment sticks out to me, just like how special that was, you know? Right. No, I, I mean, I, we all have those, those specific one moments. Who's the best basketball player of all time? It's Jordan. And it, it's Jordan and everybody else. Uh, what's your, what's your most commonly used learning tool or basketball resource? most commonly used learning tool or basketball resource. Uh, I'll tell you the resource that I use. It's not a learning tool, but I use it. Uh, I, if you, I sent my practice plans as an attachment, as a prep for this, it's an app on my phone. Okay. It's an, it's a practice plan app on my phone. I can plan practice from anywhere. Um, and it's, it's really easy to load in drills and set time for practice. And then it gives you the option to view what you've done as a PDF 
and I, I, I air print it from anywhere on campus and they're ready to go. I like that. Okay. Um, if you could only teach one skill, what would it be? Ball handling. Really? Why? Because ball handling is one of the ball handling and defense are really the only skills that you can, that you can see immediate growth in that's proportional to the time you put in. Okay. Shooting, shooting is an inexact, shooting is an inexact science and it's growth is messy. Um, Teaching a kid to make good decisions and be a good passer. That growth is messy He's going to make mistakes. He's going to turn the ball over on that path to learning it. But if you got enough basketballs and you can put a basketball in everybody's hand for about eight minutes of practice, you're going to see immediate growth in your, in your supplemental players as ball handlers. I've had years, like I've had years where I got to the point where everybody on my team that wasn't a post could use a ball screen just because I, we worked on enough ball handling that they could do it. They couldn't score out of it but they could take a ball screen and make the next read and keep the offense moving because we devoted eight to 10 minutes to everybody having a ball in their hand. That I love that. I love that. That's a golden nugget for me. I'm going to, I'm going to deep dive into that on my, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go for a long walk. I'm going to deep dive into that in my head. So it was, so you talk about rituals. Uh, I hired an incredible assistant coach last year. That's a skill guy. So I'm not the skill guy anymore. But before he came on campus, I was the skill guy. And my ritual was while I had the kids doing their warm-up drills, I'm dropping cones for how we're going to do ball handling for the next 8, 10, 15 minutes. And I just, I believe that I can put a basketball in your hand for, you know, anywhere between 5 and 15 minutes a day. You're going to grow in that. And we're going to be able to see that in game. You basically just gave me my discussion for my coaching meeting on Tuesday because we're going to dive into that. I, I, love, I love that because I think I, I, it's the math. I, I think you might. I, I think that I think that's I think you're right. I think I don't know if I can make you a better shooter in the four months I have you. I think I can maintain. Um, 100%. I think in the off season it might be shooting. I think I can yes. grow you from now. But in, no, April. Ball handling. Ball handling is the most one-to-one time we put in to growth ratio I've ever seen in anything I've coached. Okay, so everyone that's listening to this, that this might be the golden nugget of the month. I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> very rarely am I lost for words. I am lost for words right now because I've really never thought about that aspect of it. It's one of the reasons I do this podcast. You just literally put something in my head that I have not thought about, but I think I. I I would say you're 90, I, if I was betting right now, I'd say you're 90% right when I really start thinking about it, but wow. Okay. That's good. So, no, okay. so, so just, just expound on that a little bit. Um, we've got a, I've got a cone drill that I do. I stole it from the last head coach, the last head coach that was my boss before I became a head coach. Um, he'd put a cone kind of in the slot and we would just dribble into ball screens and dribble out of ball screens, all the different ways you can dribble out of ball screens and read it. We drill that. That's part of my ball handling routine, and so and I, you, I've the had, cone is the screener. Yeah, the cone's the, the cone's the screener, and you just here's how you you do that probably every other day along with your normal ball handling routine. And what what are you, what are your reads off the the ball screen? Um, let's see here. There's the four there's four main ones that we drill, and they're all okay. individual. Um, 
one is uh the lazy big man that sits back at kind of the nail yep uh so you you see that gap and you come off the screen hard get downhill and then either pull up short of the big man or make a second move on the big man okay the next one is the hard show with no uh sorry the next one is the hard show with contact so the big man has a hand on the back of the screener and you've got to string him out before he comes you, at you hard yeah, so, so he hedges hard, but he's got a hand on the screener, so there's no gap to shoot. Okay. So we work on the crab dribble, the slow crab to set him up, and then there's that moment where he doesn't know if he's going to stay on you or switch back to his man, Okay. and you wait for that moment, and that's when you attack. And then okay. comes the hard show with no contact that we teach him how to snake or split. Okay. And then, uh, then we throw hand grenades to our lift guy out of the trap. Oh, so you throw it back to the guy that set the screen. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not sorry. Not it's it, it. You can do it to the screener. You can ball screen and pop, or we lift a guy out of the corner that's coming up to relieve pressure because you oh, got so it's right behind you. Like you almost. can you can do it either way. You can right. do it either way. I've done I've done it where we throw it back to the screener, and I've done it where ball side corner lifts and we throw there. So we that those are the four that we drill. I love that. That's and that's that's on my that's on my YouTube channel is that ball handling series. It is. I'll put that it's in the show doing, notes. It's me doing it, so it looks terrible, but uh, <laughs> but you'll well, see it. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Uh, it's called Hoops on the Brain. Um, uh, it was a pandemic project. I did it because I wanted to uh, show my kids the skills I wanted them working on in their driveway. Right. And, and then it just became other things. I interviewed coaches, uh, talked to a college coach, a, a friend of mine about the transfer portal, Little, just little fun things like that. Okay. Um, and it's something I'm hoping to pick up more this summer. Uh, I'm okay if I, if I, if I label it a pandemic project and that's what it was, it uh, but it's always, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of YouTube channels, podcasts, Twitter, a lot of yeah. things started that I think are, some will stay. Um, but some won't, uh, all right. Shot clock. Yes or no? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I hate that we Texas don't... doesn't have it. Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, I'm going to do a big shout out to our two other podcasts, High School Hoops and Teacher Side Gig. Um, I do talk about them often, but I don't give them a spotlight. They are great. High School Hoops Talks Weekly, we talk about kind of what you're going through. Like we've been doing a lot of um, COVID right now because that's where we are and, and what happened with that, how we're reacting to it. And teacher side gig is teachers kind of looking at themselves and how they can make a little extra money on the side and uh, yeah, it's just me giving back to a little bit to, to all the teachers out there that I know have to do that. So um, also subscribe and like this podcast and go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right, let's head back to the podcast. We, we don't have enough time because we're already an hour and a half in, but I, the reason I'm a no and I don't really care that much is I think it makes high school unique. Okay. That, that every game, like I, it becomes more of a chess match. If you watch collegiate or even pro, they're all kind of the same game. But mm -hmm. if I go to Texas and I go to Wyoming and I go to Florida and I go to Maine, I'm going to see all different styles of basketball. And mostly that's because there's no shot clock. See, but um, you're, but you're the math teacher. You'd be in a timeout running those numbers, knowing exactly how you're going to get two for one. I would, I, I don't think it wouldn't, I don't think it wouldn't be bad for me. I just think it's one of those things that makes it what high, I, I think it's the purest game there is, is high school basketball. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because it's not exploited 
by you know AAU or summer. It's not exploited by college. It is pure for the most mm -hmm. part. People coach for in high school for the most part because they want to be teachers and they want to teach the game. And then yeah. you can run Princeton. I can run Flex. I can. There's a reason. There's a reason. Anyway, there'll be a lot of. There's going to be a lot of zone. A lot of two two for the states that run it. There's a lot of like I'm going to take time off the clock. I'm going to two two one you. I'm going to match up zone you. I'm going to switch. I just think it makes it more unique. That's the only reason I'm against it. But anyway, I, it's going to come eventually. I think um, longer now because of the pandemic. I think because of the cost. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think I got set back a little bit. Um, one thing you change about the game. One thing I would change about the game. I'm I'm bitter, but uh, I've never had I've never had a team that's the best athletes on the floor. I'm probably never gonna have an undefeated season. Like I'm the right now, I'm the king of the 19 wins season. That's, that's me. Not, I've had people love. I've that. had three of them. Yeah. I've had three of them, and uh, every time, uh, you know, in this and this goes back to the shot clock thing. Um, you know, you get down, you, you you're playing against a team that's far superior to you, but you're you're in it, and you, your kids are believing they can win, and you're down four with four minutes to go, and they go to that corner across half court and just take the air out of the ball. Um, if so, the shot the shot clock for me fixes that and keeps me in games that I've lost by four or six and had to foul. But from the math standpoint, if there's more possessions, the better team's going to win. Not a, but I mean, the law of large numbers, probably more possessions. Right. If I'm better than you, I want more possessions. If I'm not, if I'm the underdog, I want less possessions. I agree, but if I'm down four or six in the fourth, I need more. Possessions. I, I you, you, but you're, you're <laughs> it's a stat teacher, you're taking a snapshot of one little thing that is happening. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think the shot clock, I think the shot clock actually hurts the underdog. Interesting. You know, on on the meta it does. On, on the, the meta, meta it does. I think, but, it situa does. but situationally it can help the underdog. Because I, I would, because because if I'm the underdog, I would figure out how I could do that to other teams. See, and that's this. This is the thing. Like, I'm chasing a rabbit here. Go with me. But there's probably 12 to 18 teams that just have superior talent in your state, and it doesn't matter who coaches them. A trained chimp could take them to a 20 win season. Yep. For, for the rest of us. Coaching matters. Yep. And coaching the way I beat those 20 teams, if I'm not one of those 20 teams, is I'm going to control every aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. so I might come down to take a minute and a half off the clock, and I might do a matchup when I'm normally a man. I am going to dictate to you more. Yes. And it's that's and, the only and, way and, I get close. Yeah. But that and, – and I'll tell you, it's easier to dictate a team what a team does when the shot clock and time is a factor. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And so that's, that's why the shot clock would benefit me. And yeah. I'm bitter that I don't have one. Okay. Uh, uh, charge circle, yes or no? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite quote? Uh, favorite quote is, and I'm going to misquote it, but it's basically, uh, don't be afraid that kids aren't listening to you. Be terrified that they're always watching you. Oh yeah, here I got it. I got it for you right here. It says, "Don't worry that children never listen to you. Worry that they are always watching you." Love that. Um, quarters or halves? Mm, I'm okay with quarters. Not mad at quarters. Free timeouts. Yeah, that's what I miss. We're halves. Um, 
and you have to play more kids and there's a better flow to the game. Um, mm. but I, but I miss the quarter timeout a lot. That's um, interesting. I've never, I didn't know they were going to halves for high school. Yeah, we were two 18 minute halves. So we get four extra minutes. Um, no extra timeouts. Um, so it's more of a, I'm, I feel more like a collegiate coach in the sense that yeah. you can't play 36 minutes. I got three. Are you still three fulls, two thirties? Interesting. And I, and, and the thing is, it's like you watch a college game, no one plays 40 minutes, Mm-mm. right? So no one's going to play, no one's going to play an entire high school game. you got to rest them at some point. Um, it's just too long. 18 minutes is just too long to go. Yeah. go hard. See, we're, we're still, we're still eight minute quarters and there's two kids that I, that I didn't take out this year. Um, <laughs> uh, best basketball coach of all time. Best basketball coach of all time, John Wooden. Okay. Jump ball, yes or no? Be more specific. I don't oh, – okay. Do you think we should keep the jump ball at the beginning of a game, yes or no? Oh, yeah. Why not? I, I, I mean – Because they're horrible at tossing it. They are horrible at tossing it. And, and, so, and so, so it's one – so the visiting team, the universal rule in the world should be the visiting team gets the ball. Period. And I mean, and then it's alternating possession the rest of the game. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't bother me. I don't I don't mind the jump ball. I know, but no one practices it. Nope. And they're horrible at tossing it. I have not found a ref that has been good at tossing it. Because they don't do it. Like if we're Mm -hmm. the NBA and we jump ball every ball, then they'd be good at it, and our guys would be good at it, or gals would be good at it. But no one does it. It's a stupid archaic thing. That people have kept. <laughs> they need to get, is, I'm, on, I'm on a mission to get rid of the jump ball. This is the first hot take on the jump ball I've ever heard. Uh, is, is this a thing? No, it for me it is. Okay. Okay. I am personally on a mission to get rid of the jump ball. Okay. Because it, it there's no reason to have it. Like the, the, most gyms don't even have the, the complete circles anymore on by the free throw line. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why do we, why do we do it? Because we're not, it's like me, it's like testing them on something we don't teach all year. It's going to be in the final though. Like, and you start overtime with it. So yeah. overtime is actually relatively important. Mm-hmm. And you start a, with a jump ball. So, oh, they get to do two that game. That's why. Anyway, I'm the only person that cares about this. Trust me, the the, the trolls and the Twitter haters come out when I bring this up on Twitter. Oh my oh, god! Oh, I love this. I love. Oh, this. they hate. It's like, oh, it's like, why they can't come up with a reason why we keep it? Yeah, I literally just get in. I just literally get in a defensive. Like everybody's on my side of half court, and if we win, great. We're gonna go set up half court offense. If we lose, don't you know? Again, it's the teacher in me. Think about the exit. So you and I are playing each other, okay? I'm coming to your place. I get the ball to start the game. Think what you're going to think about. You're going to think about, okay, they get the ball. I'm going to do this to them, or I'm going to trap them, or I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to change the next possession. Mm-hmm. I mean, the chess match is so much better yeah. that if you knew every game you played, the visiting team got to start at half court, I think, think about all the coaching that would have to go on. Like what kind of, how yeah. are you going to get the ball in? How are you going to do this? I don't know. 
I, I, the reason I'm on this is because I got I had an official two years ago that called a foul on the jump ball to my player. What? Called a foul. I've never heard of that. Nope. That's what I told him too. He wasn't real happy with me. <laughs> it was like, and it wasn't a foul. Like it was like their arms got caught together because he was going. Yeah. It's not like he was pulling. If he was, and I watched the film. If he was doing one of those things where you grab or you pull right. down, absolutely. No, this is the nicest kid ever. Like going to be the a two kids just got tangled up. That's good. It didn't really even get tangled up. It wasn't. It was a no call. It was like a toss it again. Your toss was horrible. But anyway, you didn't think <laughs> I was going to end with this, did you? So here's the last question I ask everybody: one bit of advice you'd give your younger self? One bit of advice I would give my younger man. You've been you've been so rapid fire with just hot takes. Mm -hmm. This, this is, is I always end with I always end with this one. Um, it, it would, it would be about what I've learned about how to treat kids. It would not be a basketball thing. It would just be the more patience and the more love you can give a kid. That's what you need to do. Um, you know, if you have a chance to kick a kid off the team or put in a plan that keeps him on the team, but he's got to do certain things to stay in the good graces of you and the team, you do that, you know, it, it give kids, just continue to give kids opportunities because that's what we're here to do. Yeah, you know, I, and, and, I, I don't normally answer this question, but we're, we're, we're going on an hour and a half, so I think I will. Uh, I, I tell younger coaches, keep the, keep the highs not so high and the lows not so low. I just remember in my 20s and 30s when we – I mean, literally, the, when we lost our first state championship game, our state championship, and it, we lost it to – we were undefeated and we lost in the finals. Mm-hmm. I, it, I got too low on that. And then I got too yeah. high the next year when we won it. It's yeah. like, you gotta, there's gotta be a little bit of a balance there. It's like, it's okay. You'll be okay if you lose it and you'll be okay if you win it. It's not going to be like a little bit yeah, more. And, of like, well, I like that because it also, you know, even in game, your highs and lows, it goes back to the, to my quote, kids are watching you. Yeah. And so like when I was, uh, when, when kids do something good in the first quarter, and you celebrate that and come unglued and you're jumping and pumping your fists, you've now put the kids on an emotional path where they're going to crash by the fourth quarter because they burned all their high emotion. Right. Right. Yeah. I never, and I give this advice to young coaches too. I said, you don't have to rev them up on the big game. You should be like, you should be like Jerry Seinfeld. on like even Steven right in the middle, man. Because mm -hmm. they're already, they know it's, you don't, you know, you might have to get them up for a game that, you're 30 points better, but you don't need to get them up for the big game, man. Yeah. Cause if they ain't up, you're not going to win anyway. So right. don't worry about it. Um, all right. Thanks coach. I'm going to literally go walk my dogs, but thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. No, man. I really appreciate the invite. I had a great time. Hey everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like jump up and down review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great, Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.